The Dallas Stars lose in overtime to the Buffalo Sabres by a score of 3-2. to two. And on today's episode, we'll talk about the overtime issues with the Dallas Stars. We'll talk about Rope Hintz's return and the lack of penalty draws leading to power plays for Dallas. All of this and more coming up on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Tuesday, January 24th, and today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. And let's jump into today's episode covering an overtime loss, a game that got away from the Stars after a very solid start for the team. And overall, it's disappointing to see them lose, but they also do get a point out of it. But it's been kind of a recurring theme this season that the Stars are struggling past 60 minutes if games require overtime or if they require a shootout. It really also just felt like this game didn't necessarily need overtime or a shootout. I'm sure at this point now the Stars are glad that it did go there and they got something out of this game, but during the first three periods, and especially the first and the third, it really felt like the Stars could have left the American Airlines Center on Monday with two points and likely given the Buffalo Sabres nothing out of that game. And really, in that first period, the Stars could have found themselves up by maybe three or four, maybe even five goals. They generated a ton of chances in the first period while minimizing the amount of opportunities for the Sabres through the first 10 minutes. But you got to give credit to the Sabres netminder, Craig Anderson, who was getting his 700th career NHL game played. He kept the Sabres in it early on. The Stars generated 20 high-danger chances for at all aspects of the game. They also had a few shorthanded goal opportunities throughout the first period. Buffalo's power play was certainly not at its best despite being a top three unit in the NHL. And after the game, the media got to speak with Stars coach Pete DeBoer, and he gave us a little bit of insight on his thoughts on the game and also just the overtime loss and how to manage the expectations throughout a long season. Uh, you know, I'll have to look at the tape. I, I thought, uh, loved our start. I thought we could have been up three, four, nothing in the first 10 minutes. Um, and then, you know, you don't finish those. Um, and then, you know, I think we fell into a little bit of a trap we thought maybe it was going to be easy based on the first 10 minutes. And, um, you know, the middle part of that game, that's how we played. They, they were hungrier. They won more battles. I thought in the third, we kind of reset and, and got it going again and and, uh, and played pretty well. But, you know, that was kind of my synopsis of, of how it went. I, I think you have to give Craig Anderson some credit. You know, I mean, he, he, I think he won his 700th game. I coached him in Florida. 
you know, 15 years ago. Um, he's had a great career, and you look at his numbers this year. He's he's 40 years old, and he's doing that every night. So I I, I put it on him. I thought he was, you know, the other night we're up four nothing on on probably less than that quality of chances. So. You know, I think our group knows how to finish. I, I give the goalie credit for the first 10 minutes. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think we had a poor start in overtime. I, I think we've been better lately. You know, again, I'm not, you know, you guys can dwell on the negative stuff. I'm going to go glass half full. We've been playing a lot of good hockey and found a way to get an important point. I really liked uh, Pete DeVore's outlook on this loss, and I think his perspective on that is a huge reason why this team never really strings together many losses and why they don't usually lose more than two games in a row is that you take what you can get, you pull the positives, and in this case, even though there is a loss on the record, there's something positive from this. One point, and all these points add up, and you try not to think about the fact that you left 16 out there on the board Uh, Rather, you live with the ones that you can get and you live with the good that you did see in this game. And I mean, that's really all you can say to yourself. They got a point against a very hungry and scrappy Buffalo team that is oh so close to finding themselves in the playoffs this season. I think they can maybe even make some moves at the deadline to improve. This is a deadly offensive team. We talked about that yesterday. And if they get good goaltending like they did on Monday, they can be a very Dangerous, dangerous team. And of course, credit to Tage Thompson with a very slick pass uh, on that overtime game-winning goal from Owen Power. The Stars didn't really get their chances. And I mean, it's frustrating. It's just not been the Stars' strength this season, winning in overtime. Although it was one of the things that they did best last season. And I guess it's just a give and take. And ultimately, I mean, the Stars hadn't gone to overtime in quite a while. I feel like maybe the game in New York against the Rangers could be remembering that incorrectly. But lately, the Stars have been taking care of business for the most part in regulation. And I think there is a silver lining of if this team, when they make it to the postseason, if they find themselves in some overtime scenarios, I think the five-on-five format there is much better suited for the Dallas Stars. I think that they'll be able to perform better in those situations as opposed to the three-on-three that we see in the regular season. I don't think, as good as the Stars team is, I don't think the three-on-three is their specialty, even with some great, speedy, and and you know aggressive players with open ice like Miro Haskinen and Rope Hintz and Jason Robertson. Those are the three guys that started out on the ice for the Stars in overtime and didn't really get too many opportunities, maybe one chance with the puck, Couldn't capitalize. And then, of course, Tage Thompson does what Tage Thompson does. So I don't think it's something to be overly concerned about because, again, the Stars are still doing fine as a whole this season. Could they be doing better if they won some more games in overtime or in the shootout? Yes, of course. But at the end of the day, they're still at the top of their division. They're still at the top of the Western Conference. And you got to take what you can get. Not every team is going to be perfect in every aspect of the game. The Stars do a great job in five-on-five, and they usually do a pretty good job at avoiding overtime. But sometimes they're just not able to do so, and you got to take it if you get a point and be thankful for what you get and know that there are still plenty of home games upcoming and some more opportunities to distance yourself from the rest of the pack in the Central Division and the Western Conference. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll talk about the return of Rope Hints to the lineup. 
Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. And I'm, of course, talking about FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers can join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a bigger chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. All on an app that's safe, secure, and easy to use. So if you're a football fan, don't miss out on this opportunity. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 off in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Moving on on this Tuesday episode of Locked On Stars, thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. And Rope Hints is back. He made his return to the lineup on Monday after seven games out with an upper body injury. And it didn't take very long for him to get reacquainted with the team and with the Stars faithful at the American Airlines Center. He skated for 14 minutes and 38 seconds. And Pete DeBoer did say after the game that while Rope did look good and he's glad to have him back, he did notice a little bit of fatigue and him wearing down a little bit as the game went on, as to as you would expect with a player who's been out for you know over two weeks at this point, he's got to get reacclimated to game speed. You can practice and do morning skates and warm-ups all you want. It's not quite the same as playing full speed in an actual NHL game, but still, when Rope was on the ice, he was making a difference. He got an assist on the Stars' first goal of the game on the power play, that Stars' top power play unit back seemingly at its full strength, and it's a shame we didn't get to see more of them, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. But Robey Hintz was making an impact on the ice on the power play and on the five-on-five. I think he looked really solid alongside Mason Marchment and Denis Gurionov, and you know they eventually did break that lineup and put Robey Hintz back with Jason Robertson and Joe Pavelski, and of course, when they did that, the Stars scored a goal, and so it's hard to argue with breaking up that that top line it seems like we could be getting back to that being a consistent thing again this season that line of hence Robertson Pavelski which is probably good for the stars long term but I can understand from the team and coaching staff perspective that you want to keep you know the pieces together that were working in his absence Tyler Sagan had been playing very well alongside Robo and Pavs and I can understand you want to keep him playing at a high level. You don't want to break up the chemistry too much, but you also do need to find the adequate placement for Rope Hints because he's also playing such a pivotal role in your team's offense. But let's go ahead and now and hear from the man himself, Rope Hints, hear about his thoughts in his first game back. And we'll also hear from his teammate, Joe Pavelski, and get his thoughts on what Rope provided in this game. Okay. Yeah. I think that, that was like. The best I can feel, so I don't know. Didn't feel like I was out for long, like uh, seven games or whatever. Uh, yeah, of course, that's not the uh, situation you want to be. To watch the games up top or from the TV. So yeah, I try to keep my my head around and uh, try to like do those work, like work here. Uh, 
how best I can and try to get back. I don't know. Of course, there was some. Uh, it was nice to get it, but uh, yeah, of course, it wasn't the ending we all wanted. But uh, yeah, gotta get keep head high and keep working. It was nice. I mean, you saw right from the start. Um, Give us an extra jump for sure, and uh, makes a nice play on that first goal. And yeah, it was, uh, it was great to see him back for sure. That second goal feels like you guys got reunited <laughs> and just instantly. Yeah, it just happened. Um, but yeah, we, we needed one. So, you know, there's a little urgency for sure, and find a loose puck that gets out to Robo, and you know he's done what he's done all year. You know he finished it off, so it was uh, yeah, it was, it was good to see. It was good. It felt good. Um, you know, the first was really good. I think, you know, the first 10, we were all over them. Didn't extend that lead, but in the second, we kind of got caught in our own end, you know, not getting the battles, not winning battles, and that was something we needed to fix. Like I said earlier, I think it's very possible that we could see Rope Hints fully be reinstated on that top line with Robertson and Pavelski, which is probably a good thing, and if they get a full game together, who knows what they can accomplish, uh, and they're going to need all the offense they can get against a very solid Carolina Hurricanes team that is coming into town on Wednesday. Where do you know what that team's capable of? And we'll talk a little bit about uh, more of them tomorrow getting ready for the game. Should be an exciting game in Dallas, but nonetheless exciting to have Rope Hints back. Uh, Pete DeBoer and pretty much everyone we talked to after the game touched on just how dynamic Rope Hintz is and how this is a different team when he's out there on the ice. Seem to be in good spirits. It's great to have him back and seemingly as healthy as he can be. And he's only, I think, going to get stronger and play more minutes as time goes on as he fully gets reacclimated to playing at a full NHL game speed. We're going to take one more quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about penalties and why the Dallas Stars don't seem to draw very many as of late and some of the missed opportunities that they could be getting on the power play. More on that right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself, and your subscription comes with a free year supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in these winter months when we don't get as much sunlight. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, closing out today's episode of Locked on Stars, talking a little bit about penalties or maybe a lack thereof. The Stars technically won the penalty battle, the special teams battle, if you will, on Monday night. But 
myself and many others think that they could have benefited from some more power play opportunities. I mean, uh, you have Rope Hints back in the lineup, and I think that that adds a whole new dynamic to the Stars' power play, which hasn't been great lately, but you can credit some of that to the absence of 24 uh, not being on the ice. And I think with him out there, and especially against a Sabres PK that isn't very strong, I think the Stars could have potentially scored two or three power play goals in this matchup if they drew more penalties. They only draw the one. They execute on it. We saw how faulty that Sabres penalty kill was. The Stars score a goal, what, less than 30 seconds. I think it was 25 seconds into that power play. And they also killed the Sabres penalty, uh, the power play rather, three times, which the Sabres have a top three power play unit in the NHL and especially in the third period with about three minutes left in the game. The Stars get one of the best kills we've seen this season. The Stars were generating shorthanded goal opportunities. I mean, they really did dominate the special teams front, but I don't think they got to dominate it to the fullest extent that they could have if they had been granted more opportunities on the power play, which, you know, it happens sometimes. You're not going to get calls, and I know there's always going to be people that say, oh, the Stars never get calls. The referees hate the Dallas Stars. The NHL doesn't want Dallas to succeed, and I think that's, you know, a, a bunch of nonsense, and I think referees, as much as, you know, they can frustrate us, I know I've been frustrated by my share of referees in the NHL and in any sport, they're human beings, they miss calls, they make mistakes, they're not perfect, and I'm sure that they would be the first to admit that, or I imagine that they would do so, but I think there were some instances where some things could have been called, whether they were tripping, interference, maybe some hooking calls, some things of that nature, and it just wasn't happening on Monday night, and I think the game could have potentially gone a little bit different, but I think that there's a little bit more to it than just that, than just the referees missing calls on occasion. I think the Stars, as a team, just by design, aren't necessarily designed to draw a ton of penalties. And we talked to uh, several players after the game and Coach DeBoer, but we wanted, or I at least want to single out Mason Marchment here as someone who does take a lot of hits and take a lot of sticks that sometimes go uncalled and get his thoughts on the lack of calls for the Stars at times this season. So here's Mason Marchment on that. No, I think I think we played hard tonight. You know, I think you know to draw penalties, you got to get inside and you know get in get in front of them and make them you know get out of position and you know try to jump back in the lane and stuff like that. But um, you know, I think sometimes it's just a five 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 on five kind of game, and you know that's kind of what it was tonight. Of course, if the Stars can find a way to draw more penalties, I think that that will be to their benefit, and they become a much more dangerous and deadly team on the ice because their power play, especially that top unit, is one of the best in the NHL. But I just don't know if the Stars' style of play necessarily you know, demands that there be a ton of penalties drawn. And a lot of the guys that we talked to post-game mentioned that the way that you draw penalties is by having those long offensive zone possessions, getting in tight, getting in close, and either wearing down the defense where they're forced to commit a penalty or they commit a penalty out of a mental lapse, or they just have to break up an odd man rush, uh, you know, trip, interfere, hook with the stick in order to break up a scoring opportunity. And the Stars generate a lot of rush opportunities, but a lot of times it's, you know, away from players where they don't really give them the chance to commit those penalties. And they also just don't typically generate a ton of flow in their own offensive zone 
in order to draw those penalties. We see it on occasion. We see it every now and then, but it's just not the style of game that the Dallas Stars typically play, and I think that that can be to their detriment at times in terms of drawing penalties. I mean, obviously, their offense is still working fine. They're a top 10 offense in the NHL and still one of the best power plays in the NHL, but in a game like last night, you think that they definitely could have benefited more from those opportunities, and I think the score maybe ends up a little bit differently if the Stars get you know one or two more chances at the power play. As good as Craig Anderson was in that matchup, I just think he was a little bit overworked on that first Stars man advantage, and I think it would have been the same story had the Stars gotten as many looks, if not more, than the Buffalo Sabres. So it's just something to consider and something interesting to think about throughout the rest of this season, if the Stars aren't drawing a ton of penalties, sure, there's going to be times where the referees miss calls, they make mistakes, but also you got to keep in mind that the Stars aren't necessarily made to draw a ton of penalties. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Remember to subscribe to the show on YouTube, follow us on your favorite podcasting platform, and follow us on social media at Locked on Stars on Instagram and Twitter. At Dane double underscore Lewis is my personal Twitter, and be sure to tune in tomorrow as we'll be getting prepared for Wednesday night's game. A big one. The Carolina Hurricanes coming into town should be an exciting matchup, and we'll get you covered with everything you need to know going into that game. But I hope you guys enjoy your Tuesday, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>